Daryl? Welcome, everybody. Okay. You got to start over. <laughs> Take two. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and the Furious podcast. It is been a wonderful day for everybody who's on the podcast today yeah. because we had the pleasure of watching Fast X. Yeah, Fast X, which we're definitely calling it. There's yes. no Fast 10 possibility over here. Mm-hmm. The right? 11th the movie. IPhone, when the iPhone X came out, everybody mm-hmm. was like, we're not calling it the 10. And uh, we have a special guest on the pod today. Surprise guest, Max Ziskin. Saw the what movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit me up telling me he was seeing the movie. And I was like, jump on the pod. And Max, I was actually doing the math. I think... You've been with us for the premiere episode of each of the last four or five movies. I think going back, it's got to be close. Maybe it's got to be close. I th- I think I might have missed one in there. Yeah, maybe seven. If I don't think I don't think I saw seven. Oh well, good one. Maybe see it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe eight. Yeah, so basically every episode, except for seven, which did come out during the run of this podcast, I think mm-hmm. you've been with us for every iteration. Well, it's a pleasure, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining. Except um, for this one. Oh, a little <laughs> early. We've got a little early preview into Max's uh-huh. sort of feelings about this movie. Um, Fast X, I want to say, off the bat, we are going to spoil Fast X. Everything about it. Everything about it. <laughs> The post scene, every like every up, all two and a half hours of it, it's mm-hmm. it's getting spoiled on this podcast. So you haven't see, haven't seen the movie? Go see the movie. It's been out for like forty hours. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Go see the movie, <laughs> and then listen to this podcast, and then you'll have a great time. So um, that's definitely what's going to happen. So uh, anyway, I want to get some initial. Initial thought. We I, I don't think I have to like set up the premise of Fast X mm-hmm. right away, but um, I, I want to get your initial thoughts, Daryl. Yeah. Straight up, my dude who's been doing this for eight years with me, Fast X. How do you feel? It's Diesel season, okay, and <laughs> we've been out here talking Vin Diesel up and down the block. You know, he's had his shiny moments and he's had some low lows, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say in Fast X here, he really pulled out all the stops. I mean, he's got range, this Vin Diesel, and I'm glad he brought it to screen in this movie. Definitely was bringing something else to the, to the screen, you know, <laughs> rather than... Uh, and it's fully uh, his movie now, right? I loved it. Fully. I loved it. Yeah. Fully his movie. So, uh, Max, sounds like maybe this what movie wasn't uh, entirely for you. Uh, as a as an object I did not enjoy the pieces of the movie but uh, yeah. um, as a Fast and the Furious like setting up for the last one I think it had some redeeming qualities um, really odd that they well I don't, I don't know if we want to get into this now but in the last movie they went to space Yes, they did. Yeah, and they in, this movie, in this movie, what did they do? 
Well, they went to Rome. They went to Vaticano. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. And they blew it up and somehow had no casualties. Zero casualties. Which was <laughs> they threw a couple guys out of trucks who probably didn't perish. Didn't look yeah. like they landed well. And a couple cops, I feel like, got their face smashed in, essentially. Um, all right. My initial thoughts was I like have mixed feelings, basically. Okay. I overall. I'm, I was I like overall like this movie at the end by the end like Dom looks up at the crumbling dam that's about to fall on top of him like, you know this is like operatic shit happening mm-hmm. I'm like all right I'm into this I was so surprised when it ended I knew this was gonna happen I don't know I don't think I read a news article I, but we made this prediction on this podcast on this very podcast maybe a year ago. That was like, they should do and are going to do like an Infinity War endgame type of situation where mm-hmm. it's like they kill everybody off and then endgame, they go have to go back in time and get everybody out. Which I still think Fast X Part 2 maybe involves time travel. Get a DeLorean. Ooh, yeah. No. Uh, right? Right? Um, um, yeah. Okay. So we've got first impressions out of the way. It sounds yeah. like I'm pro- Max is a bad time. Nick is mixed. I'm mixed. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if Nick, you had any like idea for structure, but I know that it's like we can go, we typically go like front to back, like top to bottom in the movie. But if you're interested, I was thinking maybe we could talk through topics. Yeah. Let's talk through them for sure. All right. So do you want an outline of topics or? No, no, no. Just just like let's start like, yeah, rolling on them. I think that's a good idea. So initial, I think we got out of the way. Um, I think the first thing we should chat through is composition, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about these movies about um, how they're structured, their watchability. Um, I think this one in particular, it was you know it's a it's a setup movie for the next yeah. next one or two. Are we are we thinking this is a three well, part? Well, seems to be under the impression that it's two more now. Yeah, like, like yeah. at the premiere was like they the studio loved it so much they uh-huh. were just like can't walk away they want me to do it as a trilogy so yeah we're talking about it okay sure so yeah I mean like what we know about the movie was that it started off under uh, Justin Lin's direction right? it got new direction yeah. rewriting from the Terrier I yeah. think the finished product here. You know, they did a lot, you know, a lot of characters, a lot of new characters, and a lot of jumping between scenes. Yeah. I, you know, I thought it was easy enough for me to follow, and I thought the jumping between scenes and characters allowed, you know, enough updates and development for individuals, but it also kind of matched this idea of our new bad guy, Dante, and he's always kind of like one step ahead of you. You're seeing action here, but he's torturing your family members. Totally. You know. Across totally. the planet. Um, I think this movie has a... I mean, the. I think this movie's opening 30 minutes are probably the weakest 30-minute opening of any of the sort of modern Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Starting mm-hmm. from five. It w- is a fucking slog at the beginning. Yeah. And it has a lot... It's like the setup to a setup movie, right? So it's like... It's just got... It's got so much to do. Like, mm-hmm. they have to take care of Momoa and his relationship to Reyes 
Uh, that yeah. was cool though when they redid five. I kind of thought it was all, that was all cool. right too. Then, the cookout was rough. The cookout was so rough, and Rita yeah. Moreno, you know, God bless her, she's there for like thirty seconds, which I feel like fully half of the marketing materials for this movie were like, "Yep, yeah, Rita Moreno, we got her. She's in the movie." You know, she's she's gonna get captured and tortured probably though, like in the next but, movie. Is the only, isn't that the only reason why they have to show Grandma Toretto? We've never seen her or heard of Okay, her first before. of all, we need to talk about this. <laughs> like, is, <laughs> is, is she Dom's grandmother or Dom's mother? I or, thought it was Dom's I didn't grandmother. I understand the... Right. That's what it seemed like Dom was saying in the movie, right? Where he goes to his son, Little B, and says, <laughs> great-grandmother, which implies... Uh-huh. His grand or Letty's grandmother, right? Yeah. Y'all oh, are fifty. <laughs> like, like it's okay. <laughs> you can just make it your mom. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's fine. Like, uh-huh. it's cool. You know? Interesting. Um, I didn't I didn't consider that that was Letty's mom. That. I didn't, I, well, when I was trying to like, fit, when I, with the great grandmother thing, like switched my brain into overdrive of like, what's the relationship here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, I was like, is it Letty's mom? You know, like that would make perfect sense to me. I don't know. I Letty's got the picture it was Dom's dad's mom. Right. I think that's the picture they're trying to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, that's where I landed. But it was confusing. But yeah. I will say like the first 30, sec- 30 minutes and especially the cookout is just like it felt to me like this movie clocks in at like 220 225 or something like that it felt to me like there was a 240 minute cut there's two hour 40 minute cut and the studio was like you got to get it down to 225 and vin was like no we can't lose that we can't lose that we can't lose that we can't lose that he were like wouldn't let anything go so the editors literally like clip microseconds off of every cut you know, to like try it. The pacing in those scenes was so weird. They cut mm-hmm. away from everybody's face when they were talking. It was just like bizarro direction, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that was tough. And then the intro to uh, uh, Brie Larson and Alan Richton's characters, you know, Tess Nobody, um, uh. which was clearly shot. Months later, in the fucking like, like <laughs> yeah. back lot in Atlanta, right? Um, like that felt really. Rough I love to that me. computer UI in the room. Yeah, with like the giant screens. Or there were no screens. It was just like floating elements. <laughs> yeah. yeah, floating. They're uh, in. They're yeah, in VR. Yeah. They're in like the AI VR situation or something. They're in the Professor X, um, whatever. Mind oh, hole. What is that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that guy rocks. But what I will say is, like, by like who? Games? Alan Rickton? Yeah. Talking about Jack yeah. Reacher? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar with his work, but he was very believable in this role. I think. Well, is one of your topic performances, Daryl? Yeah, okay. That's Maybe the next one. So, com- so composition is one. Second. No, it's okay. Acting comes second. All right. But Acting I will, performance. But like yeah. just for me capping off structure, like yeah. once we get through those 30 minutes, once we get to Rome, once the car launches off and knocks the crane, which like boulders <laughs> around and hits the bomb, I'm fully so like, 
great. Like, uh-huh. A plus. Like, let's do it. Just, like, relax. It felt like uh-huh. a warm bath. You know what I mean? It felt like just stepping into a warm bath where I was like, this is what I'm fucking here for. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, and then I was kind of, like, in all the way through. There's definitely points where I was like, maybe snooze. Maybe we could lose this. I don't need... Unfortunately for me, I think I don't need a lot of the Tej Roman, uh, Natalie Emanuel, uh, Ramsey Hacker stuff. So, like, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you lose a little bit. Um, uh, and I think Tess Nobody's was a great idea that's completely underutilized. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't think she has enough to to do there's just so many characters who need something to do that a lot of stuff that could be hers kind of ends up you know like the whole thing with cypher could be test nobody like mm. all of cypher shit could be test nobody you know what i mm-hmm. mean and like i think that might work better and then you don't have to do it with like get over this like villain hump which they keep having to get over and is annoying so yeah i mean Let's go into topic two here, which is acting. I mean, yeah. I think related. This is related to the nobodies. We got a lot of. Before nobodies. we go in, Max, do you have thoughts on like this structure of this movie and sort of how it played out? I mean, yeah, I, I kind of get agree. Like, the negative perspective. You know, I want to get the like the all negative the perspective. I thought that the whole Antarctica thing felt. Mm-hmm like a different movie like obviously i get like when you're 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 painting weaving storylines but there's nothing going on over there right they're just like walking around in the snow they're getting in a fight <laughs> right. i don't know that that didn't do it for me i agree and um i thought the like middle part of the movie was was the best part yeah um structure wise i'm not I'm, i don't really see a movie in structure I'm working more off um, a vibe base uh, criteria, so this this probably isn't my sect section. That's cool. That's okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. So acting, um, I want to return. I think this is to the build off off of the nobodies. We've got a shit ton of them now, right? Yeah, we had, we've we got yeah. original nobody. We've got little nobody. Yeah, little uh, nobody's in Clint, this movie. Scott Clint Eastwood is still in this movie. Scott God Eastwood, bless his agent. He is still in, Scott Eastwood is still in this movie. Wait, who is he in this movie? He, he shows up. He shows like, up in the beginning. He's in the Rome heist. Um, oh like yes, yes. He gets pulled out of the car and it blows yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then we've got little Miss Nobody. We've got Big Bad Nobody, aka Ames. <laughs> yeah, big bad nobody. <laughs> and this is like, what, what happened? Our prediction was that nobody was going to be gone forever, and now yeah. we've got five we've of got them. We've got a lot of them. Yeah, no, Why? we kind of went the other way on that. We did kind of touch on the idea that Brie Larson and Alan Richton were going to be like agents of some kind, like mm-hmm. the cop, to mm-hmm. you know, the cop factor, the sort of Hobbes factor, uh, you know, needing and guiding the team in some way. So mm-hmm. we weren't entirely wrong, but we weren't yeah. entirely right. So my yeah. take on at least like the acting piece of it is like I'm anti Rickton here. I think Ames is like totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. He's like the uh he's like a bad day mose character in this mm-hmm. movie. We've got we got enough bad guys, okay? He's like, <laughs> You're good. You don't we don't he's a all 
He's also a um, Gina Carano, just like he's definitely need... a Gina Carano. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't need another one. Okay, we got plenty of characters. We got plenty of badness happening here. It just felt like it was unnecessary to have big bad. I feel like he was he was at least like putting words on screen in a way like talk about little nobody mm-hmm. not acting yeah i think rickton for me was one of the stronger performances in the movie like i i i really liked him which is so weird because it's not weird i mean he um I felt like he knew what movie he was in. I felt like some people didn't quite know what movie they were in. I think that includes Brie Larson a little bit. Even though I really like Brie Larson, I think she's super talented. I think, like, she, I struggled with her a little bit. Or my printer just decided to go bonkers for a second. Um, oh, you're getting, a, you're getting a telex from the agency. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was... I just felt like, especially because those two are sort of bouncing off each other a lot, where I was like, oh, Rickton's been living in this, like, B-movie, you know, like, action shit for his whole career. Like, this is his entire shtick. And so he kind of knows what to do and how to bring in and how to use his body in the way that, like, he needs to for that kind of He wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he Well, I think Brie wanted to be there, too. Like, I definitely think Brie was vibing, like, having a good time on set. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Rickton worked for me. Of the performances that didn't work for me, I mean, Rita Moreno is like, whatever, we get like 30 seconds of her, you know? And I think Cypher felt very, it's hard to judge because like she doesn't interact with anybody the whole movie, basically, except for Michelle, right? Right. It's like Cypher, it's the Cypher and Michelle piece. And while that like is interesting and I like that they're, they have a, like a good dynamic, it, it's nicer when like the people meet up to, <laughs> I get that it's yeah. hard to schedule everybody in the same place at the same time, but it's like, it's, it's nice sometimes, you know? She had one scene with Momoa. When, I thought uh, the Momoa stuff was good with her. Yeah. That was a cool scene altogether. Is a separate topic of yours, Momoa, because like it's. It's the elephant in the room. It's the big elephant in the room that we all need to probably talk about. Yeah, we can go. We can do Momoa. So I mean, next topic is characters. Talk, yeah, I think we, somewhere between acting and characters, <laughs> uh, a deep Momoa discussion is warranted. Yeah, let's launch into it. Dar- I like a Daryl. I want to know what you got on Momoa, basically. Yeah, so I'm pro Momoa. He plays huh. the super sexy Joker in this movie, yeah. mm-hmm. and Dante Reyes. Yeah, Dante Reyes. I think, you know, uh, the yeah, the point I wanted to make about Dante is about the nail polish. Okay. Oh, you see okay. you see more and more guys out here wearing the nail polish. Yeah. And you know, some people it's just you don't see it that often. Some people are uncomfortable with it. But when I think about the nail polish and I think about the guy, mm-hmm. go for it. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, men's nail polish, go for it. Yeah. If it's self-care, cool. If it's decoration, cool. Because you think about all of the ridiculous stuff that's decorated in these movies, then, like, what's a fingernail? Right. No, so, no, no, I like that it matched his car, too. 
Yeah. That was cool for the most for the most part. I thought it looked great. So, Max, do you have Momoa thoughts up front? I mean, he was the best part of the movie by a long shot. Right. Yeah. I definitely think like if where am I going with this? It was it was very you you called it the sexy Joker. Yeah. I also got a lot of like Nick Cage out of it. Definitely. Ooh. The yeah. dude just rocked. It made me curious what he's been up to the past ten years. Like, I, Momoa, like the character he's been stuck doing like no, the character the for character six years basically. Oh, you're the talking character. about Dante. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's just been chilling. But dude is very cool. I'm very excited to see how uh, he becomes a good guy in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I think, like a problem I had with this movie. Maybe structure wise, is like, can't we just leave Cypher? Like, we, I don't feel done with Cypher, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, while yes, I sort of agree, Momoa is the best part of this movie, like, is electric on screen. I'm hanging on his every word. I'm waiting for what's coming next. That chaotic, like, villain is just totally works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I do want to talk. Briefly, Momoa, I do think it's worth mentioning, and I, like, I'm not an expert on this, but like, I do have thoughts like there's a long history in cinema of like coding villains as queer, right? right. Like it happens a lot in Disney movies. It happened like a, a very famous recent example is like in Skyfall, um, What's his name's character? The villain in Skyfall, Anton Sugar or whatever, right? It's like a very mm-hmm. clear queer quote coding as like, you know, here. And I don't, you know, and I think they're flirting with that in this movie for sure, right? right. Like, and I get that like androgyny is very hot. There's like a very Harry Styles influence going on with Momoa's like, you know, stylistically, like his character look um, for me, like was came out of that a lot, like was very heavy style, Harry Styles influenced and like that type of androgyny is like, like really working right now in in Mm -hmm. today's culture, which um, is cool. I just think like they're flirting with this idea, you know, with these like tropes that are actually a lot more like mm, staunchly rigid and like maybe harmful sometimes. Uh, And so I just want to like I just think I don't know that like I'm on the other hand they're allowed to be villains too. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm just saying like I'm not I'm not saying like I'm taking you know this in in a light where like I feel I don't know that I feel any way about it. I'm just think it's worth mentioning on the pod because it definitely like came up in my head while I was watching the movie. Yeah. That being all said and sort of laid out as. I don't know, disclaimer or whatever. Like, I do think Momoa's performance is really strong. I do think he makes this movie electric in a way that it completely wouldn't be without him, you know? Can you imagine how slow and plotting this would have been? <laughs> Which has been talking. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal, you know? And I think Vin and the producers of this movie, like, very smartly were like, let this, you know what I mean? Like, let this move forward in the way that it is because. It can't just be Vin fucking making faces for two and a half hours. As much as Vin might want that to be the case, you know what I mean? It just can't. Back to the barbecue. Vin couldn't hold that lip together in that barbecue. He couldn't hold the scene. That lip is going. 
he's going all over the place while um while grandma's great grandma's talking over there yeah yeah i agree um, like i don't want to watch that like we saw what was that bloodshot movie which is the uh um, yeah. you know Vin like Diesel him the, yeah, only exactly. and it doesn't work so no. i think the yeah i think the sexy joker that momoa brings is perfect mix another thing i noticed momoa is like such like a textured like there's so much going on there like with yeah. the hair and the, and the jewelry and everything and then they'll cut to vin and he's just like a painted mr potato head yeah. with like no definition <laughs> like fully zoom filtered he does like, change the, his cutoff denim vest. <laughs> like, does change color a few times throughout the movie. Do we? If, think... if they do two more of these, there's going to be no Vin left on the screen. It's going to be all like pastel crayon. <laughs> um, I want to ask the question here. Um, so the Rio party scene is bigger yes. than it's bigger than any um, uh, street race party scene we've seen in all the movies so far. It, like long, like, like more in depth. Yes. More in depth and just like way more people showed yeah. up to the party this time. Um, do we think that in the meeting of Dante and Dom that a um, height elevation box was used once again? Because it was, there's definitely one. <laughs> you can see it in five, right? Like that. <laughs> you can see it in five. Yeah. I did notice some height differences happening, I think, in uh, the meeting of Dom and Dante in this movie. Well, I think that's possible. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to, on our rewatches, we'll have to take a sharper eye to it. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, I think with some judicious use of your henchman being the right size, mm-hmm. um, you can you can you can trick the it. angles. Yeah, Hit exactly. those movie angles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can trick the. I thought that scene was effective. I like that they brought the dude back from five. Mm-hmm. It definitely got the sense in this movie overall that the the producers and Vin were like. Well, people say five is the best, so let's just do five again. You know, mm-hmm. like let's do all the stuff we did in five. Everybody loves, so let's do that again. Um, and yeah, it kind of worked. Like I like that scene in fucking Brazil. You know, and they bring the guy great. back, and they have a quarter mile street race, but it's also mm-hmm. they're using the quarter mile street race, which is a thing they haven't done in a long time, as a like sort of tragic mechanism of Vin having to choose. You know, who he's going to save. I didn't like how they didn't actually finish. Like, when was the last time there was actually a race with, like, a winner and a loser? Maybe four. It's a long time. Hmm. I'm thinking about the GPS race. I mean, five, they steal the cop cars. That's true. Five. Yeah. But... Finn let him win. So Dom let him win. So is that legitimate? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um, and I guess they do have a race inner cut, although they are nine months apart at the end of five and the beginning of six. Right. They like Brian and Dom right. rematch at the end of five. It cuts out to credits. And then at the beginning of six, they're racing to Mia's delivery room. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. 
Okay, so character, so character wise, we talked Dante. Yeah. Um, we also met somebody new, Isabella Neves, the okay. younger sister. Another of... situation, the younger sister of Elena. <laughs> Another situation where I was like, "You guys are fifty. <laughs> like, it can just be her daughter. Mm-hmm. She was fully grown woman." Who was married to a person that per- for a while, and that person died, and it had been a bit when five rolled around at mm-hmm. <laughs> ten years ago, as you stated in the beginning <laughs> of this movie. So, like, fully can just be her grown daughter, you right. know? Like, 18, that's yeah. okay. I don't know. Nice lady. Yeah. Yeah. Have we ever seen this actress before? Like, have you, a, a, either of you? I have not. I don't even know her name, unfortunately, right this second. Um, I have not either. Daniela Melchior. Melchior. I guess I have seen her. I did watch that. It's complicated to explain. It's a movie called The Suicide Squad, which was not like the first Suicide Squad movie, but it was like the second one. It was like James Gunn made it for... DC or something. I don't know. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Bad. Uh, yeah. Bad movie. Uh, anyway. I guess I've seen her. She didn't stand out to me. But she's good. I mean, it's clearly like a Vin, like, fine. You know? Or one of those, mm-hmm. like, Vin, like, oh, let's get you in the movie. You know? Uh, and um, I thought she was good. I thought she was good, basically. I thought she was like I could have used a little more of her. She's like the first she of the new characters, excluding Momoa, the villain. Mm-hmm. I thought she worked the best for me. I'm yeah. Like, let's give Vin a little heart to hold on to. Well, she like seamlessly blended into the movie. Like yes. I, when in the before we go to her apartment and like hear the backstory, yeah. I was assuming I just forgot who she was, mm-hmm. and I right. and we already knew her, right. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, nope, never seen her before. <laughs> oh, so we have Isabella. Uh, what do you think about Jacob in this movie? <laughs> so, I mean, I think I me- could have taken all the little B and Jacob stuff and just kind of went <laughs> snip, yeah. snip, snip yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't work for me. Yeah, my whole thing, yeah, this goes again with my criticism of Eames, is that you already had, you already had the Jacob character. Like, too many big guys. Yeah, too bad he switched to, like, be a good guy, but, you know, you gotta already have a big guy here. Um, I liked, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was funny enough that they made Jacob super dorky. Right. I like that their characterization of dorkiness is driving stuff like a Mustang 5.0 and that like elk rocket, like that rocket El Camino thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I think about wh- what would I cut? Would I cut the Jacob and Lil B stuff or would I cut all of the Tej Roman mm. um, Ramsey stuff? Ramsey's out. Really? Wow. Yeah. I'm the other way entirely. Yeah. Max, what did you think about John Cena? What's the deal with the Mad Max rocket truck? Yeah, I don't know. I... Where did that come from? I, he was I guess, building it. He built it. I, <laughs> clearly. I like the Cena stuff. Like, 
he's a he's a goofball, obviously, and they right. needed to have the kid in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point, they needed to have the kid in the movie. Yeah, and with his two parents irresponsibly off doing insane missions, uh, he's got to be with someone. And well, I'm glad neither of his parents are basically in this. I mean, Mia shows up. Oh, sorry. I mean, right. Never mind. Sorry, <laughs> I got kid. little B and uh, <laughs> uh, and what's his name mixed up. No, I well, first of all, that confused the shit out of me in the beginning of the movie, yeah. but. Uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, w- would it be better if he was running around with Taj and Roman and Han? Maybe. My problem with Cena is that, like, he's interesting in F9 because he's, like, doing a straight man, like, I'm a badass spy thing. And in this movie, is he's just, like, completely reverted to his, like, Cena personality, which is, like, I'm a big dude, but I'm, like, dorky and funny. Right, mm. his entrance in this movie was pretty good. In the house, yeah, when they're getting shot up, yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I just feel like it's, it feels very similar to me as like Fast Six, maybe Fast Seven, where it's Fury Seven, where it's like the Rock reverted to like as he developed his on-screen persona and the Rockness, like reverted to that in these movies, right? And he's like, okay, now we're just actually watching The Rock say some bitch a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, the Cena thing in this movie was like, oh, now that Cena has done a few movies and is, like, developed this, like, thing that he thinks people like, which is, like, I'm a funny, dorky dude, but I'm also huge. Doing Make-A-Wish shit with kids. Doing Make-A-Wish, right. It's like, mmm... That actually doesn't work as well for me. It was better when you were like a hard, like, and I get that now he has to be with a kid and like, that's a fucking tough thing to do. And there's nothing you can do with a kid other than sort of have this sometimes lighthearted sort of repartee with the kid. Right. This is sort of like one of the core issues with the series Yes, is that, uh, bad guys become part of the family. Right. And the family only grows. Well, it's core issue. It is core issue, but it's also the problem. The core issue is bigger. It's a meta core issue. To me, it's a core issue in that it doesn't work a lot of the time. Where it's like I feel badly about all these people and I don't like them as part of the family, right? It makes. But then, like, the, they've made it into a core premise of Dom's. Over, like overarching love of yeah, mankind. Yeah, they say it now. They're right? talking about where it in like, the movie. Where it's like, this guy is so magnetic and good that these evil terrorists can't help but like have their like Grinch-like hearts warmed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like become good. That's But they've made that premise into a core of the series, which yeah. is in itself a problem. Right, because you then you have to keep doing it. So <laughs> they did it. Yeah, they did it. He just called it out in the beginning. He called it out in the beginning when he was being with Tess. He was like, "Why does this keep happening? What is wrong with these people? Why isn't anybody doing their job?" I'm gonna go and do my job. Okay, I'm gonna go and you know sink this dude. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it's like better when the villains get harpooned in the stomach at the end of the movie, right? Like the movies are better when that happens, right? Like the movie, it works better. 
yeah. when when Shaw falls off of the back of a plane or Gina Carano gets a harpoon in the chest and you know, flies off. Like, it's so much more satisfying. But they can't do that anymore. They have to, like, they have to sort of, like, keep building all this shit into the, into the thing. So right. It is incredible how many people they have now. It's enormous amount. Yeah, it's it's a combination of both converting cops to robbers and not letting anybody die. It, they're converting cops to robbers and robbers to cops, like both are. Happening, well, know? yeah. So that's that's my main problem is the agency. What the fuck? I I hate the agency so much. If mm-hmm. they just cut out all of that like super spy bullshit, right? I mean, even if they're going to be fighting terrorists, sure, you're not robbing. That's fine. You're fighting terrorists, but having like the world government of secret people like yeah. always like putting it, their finger on the scale to me that it was like born out of this need in furious seven for technology. Like they, they furious seven really wanted to be like this big globe trotting thing. Like it's six kind of, but six is a basically a London movie. Right. So mm-hmm. like seven is the first one where they go around the globe and they deal with all kinds of hacker technology and like they needed a device for these street racers from like LA to have access and requirement of all this like super technology. And so the agency I hear Luda's a pretty good hacker. I mean he is, but he's only a good hacker from basically like seven on, right? Because mm-hmm. he like fills that role when they need him to. So yeah. yeah. Um the, ag- the agency in this movie um, plays the same role that the syndicate plays in those Mission Impossible movies. Just sort of like right. devious, um, you know, black, yeah, like whatever, black ops government right. stuff. And they just need to de-invest from that, I think. And it can like be help, right. And it, it, it works. I mean, you're right, Max. It doesn't really work because it's so amalgus, right? It's all things all the time. It's, the agency is both test nobody when she like is helping Dom, you know, fly, you know, fly to here or find out where um, yeah. Letty is or it, it, break her out of prison, and it's also Alan Rickton when he's trying to take Dom. You know, it's all of these things all the time, and that, it, like that's why it kind of doesn't work, right? Agreed. Yeah, I think like obviously like. To me, it would be the easiest thing, or not in like a two-parter like this, but to just like pare down the scope of your story a tiny bit and just do one without it. Yeah. Obviously, they'll be a part. I of it would agree. Story. I mean, I think, and they're, I think they're kind of maybe shooting for that. Well, should we talk about this? Is this a topic like the ending? Is like you know? Uh, sorry, we haven't been sticking to so much to okay. your topic structure, but I do appreciate it. Actually, we've been. It's we've been pretty good actually. Claudia. Yeah, the ending is can be in here. Yeah, in terms of all right, we'll jump to that one. Plot development and direction, like yeah. I think they're trying at? to do what you just said, Max. Basically, is like Roman Tej Ramsey, and there's one more person in that plane who I don't remember who it was. Uh, Han. Han, thank you. Han doesn't doesn't register in this movie for me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, they crash 
So presumably dead, you know, quote unquote. Um, you know, Little Miss Nobody's out of commission. Everybody's sort of out of commission by the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and like Dom maybe out of commission with his son, you know? getting 50-50 shot, he drowns. 50-50 shot, he drowns. What I'd like to see is that pairing down, and obviously it's going to be Dom trying, like needing to like rescue everybody and like bring everybody back from the dead. It would be better if it was Michelle, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The only person who's still definitely alive at the end of the movie, totally. You know, with Cipher and spoiler alert, mm-hmm. Giselle, right? Yeah. It would be better if it was like those, even those three, but like led by Michelle, like powering the lady's got to save everybody. Like absolutely, like saving everybody with the power of family. She has to take up the mantle of family and like move forward. And like the whole movie is basically Michelle. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would love it, but I don't think it's going to happen very much. But you know, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. I just had an unusual image in my head of that uh, dam at the end collapsing. Uh, Dom is clutching Lil B. They're going, um, they're getting washed down river, let's call it. And at the end of that river, they're just going to open up the top of that submarine. Oh, (laughs) submarine drives up the river. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, not a bad idea. Put a little time warp in there, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of that. How are they going to weasel the plane crash out? I don't know. That's that's easy. They got in the cars as the and, plane was oh, crashing and they drove out of the nose of yeah either the front or the back of the plane as it was crashing. Yeah. Easy. I mean, they that's showed a shot from Fast Five, which they had clearly shown before of the SUV flipping over the side of the rail. Except this time, they CGI'd Momoa jump, jumping out of the car into it. So I don't think, like they don't. But like that is a reason I kind of like this series is that like, um, they don't really give a fuck, right? Like they're very they're very in the present. They're like, we would like to do this, so let's make sure, let's go backwards and make it happen. Let's go backwards. Let's make it happen. You know. Um, so uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They're like, we don't really care. Like, if it doesn't work perfectly, we don't care. We just need the to get it done, and like the characters here, and like that's it. So, mm-hmm. so related to that spoiler you were just talking about at the end of the movie, where did we leave off with Giselle? She died. She fell out of the. She fell out she of fell airplane, out of plane in six. In six. Or she fell, fell off the, of the, the car. Airstrip. Shot, saved Hans' life by letting herself go, shooting the henchman, and getting crumpled down on the runway. (laughs) I literally wrote a note, is nothing sacred? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, whatever. Two days later, how how do I feel about it? Fine. Like, great. Bring back yourself. Like, I don't care. Well, I like it's the the three ladies are like now teamed up and they're gonna go do something. Yeah. Good. Totally. I don't know. And then the plane crash. Who knows? I took a little issue with the plane crash. 
That looks like a, a, a C, I don't know. They clearly made up that plane, but it looks a little bit like like C two, like a you know, uh, like a military plane. Can easily fly on one engine. Mm-hmm. It's easily. a requirement. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's all. But you know, whatever. It's fine. Um. Well. What else? What other topics you got, buddy? Um, how about cars and stunts? All right. What do we think of the stunt quality in this one? Uh, the one that stands out to me is the football exchange. All right, Lil B, we've prepared for this. All right. When you're drifting the car, you got to feel the car. You got to listen to it. And you got to throw you got to throw around your body with the car mm-hmm. when the time comes. Mm-hmm. You'll know it when it happens. Mm-hmm. And yep. they proceed to, uh, you know, do a, it's like they're driving down the highway and they do a uh, tandem, what do you call tandem that thing? Tandem spin, the, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. tandem yeah. spin, and then Lil B knows that he's supposed to jump out of the car. I mean, yeah, I, it worked. I mean, that stunt worked for me, I guess. I think the I really stunt thought they were was pretty good overall. Yeah. I really thought they were setting up that Lil B was going to have to like manipulate some aspect of driving the car. Yeah. Cuz that was yeah. like what how, what they were doing in the beginning. So I was like, is he going to like hit the brake? Is he going to like what is he going to do? But then he just right. jumped out the door. Well, you know. Maybe they don't want to um You got a whole next you know. movie for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I thought the Rome of... stuff was really good. I thought the crane was a cool callback to Brazil. Fun. The Rome, yeah, with oh. the rolling thing through the city. Yes, yes. Momoa pointed that out, and I was he like, he did That's a good point, point it out a little too obviously, but yeah, yeah, they give a little callback to it. Um, I think like, the stunt wise, I had a good time. I, mean, I don't know. I had a good time. I'm trying to like call back in my memory like the things that happened. Which the double, a great time. the double helicopter, uh, harpoon dragging around and like spinning and using them <laughs> to like bash cars <laughs> off the road. Okay, uh-huh. I did appreciate how much NOS was used. All right, mm, I did. Everybody too. has it. Everybody has it. Yep. They've all got, they got different setups for it. One big can, three small ones, you know. They're using it for everything. It feels like it's been a bit, too. You know, it feels yeah. like, I feel like underutilized. F9 was a little too plane focused, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's mm-hmm. not, they need uh get back to the ground. Use some NOS. Don't yeah. skimp. Yeah, don't skimp. <laughs> and I will say that. If the helicopter thing felt a little Hobbs and Shaw to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. With the Samoa stuff at the end when right. they use the trucks to take down the big helicopter, yeah, a little bit, but uh, it kind of worked better, and it's like faster, and it, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. a little more fun. I did like when uh, Dom dropped out of the back of that cargo plane. I was like, how's he going to figure this one out? And yeah. just casually um, just squashes two Land Rovers on his way down. <laughs> sick. No problem. Well, as we know, cars are cushions in this <laughs> series, right? We've stated this many times. Uh-huh. It's one of the great mantras of this series. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it worked out. He basically landed on two pillows. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Has Dom disconnected his airbag? I don't think it's in there. No airbag. You don't need one when you have um, oh, racing oh, the, harnesses. Got it, yeah. got it. Yeah, there you go. Which I don't remember if he wears those anymore. Yeah, a little light on the seatbelt wearing in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, light on seatbelt wearing, and you still won't let Lil B drive a car. You got Lil B in the back of, like, a bomb truck punching right. missiles. <laughs> but he won't let him drive. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Little B, did Little B work for anybody? It's a kid. I mean, how you, you got to cut him some slack. Yeah. Uh, did we got to cut him some slack? Yeah, I guess we do. I guess we do. I guess we do. I don't know who the kid is. Do you know mm-hmm. who the kid is? No. Has anybody ever seen this kid before? I didn't yeah, think he was very good. That's my basic yeah. point I'm trying to make. I struggled with the kid. I struggle with a lot of kid stuff. Like, I'm not the biggest, like, kid guy. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, cars and stunts, fine. Yeah, cars and stunts, fine. There was definitely moments um, in the movie where I was like, yeah, this feels great. Like, this is what mm-hmm. this is all about. This is why we're here. And the And the damn scene, even though we saw it in the trailer... And we saw it coming. I was like, there's no place else this could end. This is perfect. Like, <laughs> it's driving down yeah. the dam. Like, I'm all about it. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, about uh, Easter eggs. Yeah, Meadow Walker in the movie. That was what I, I... So, I didn't notice it at first. Jess had to give me the uh, elbow. She's like, did you see that? I was yeah. like, see what? She's like, you know who that was, right? I was like, yeah. <gasps> who? Meadow Walker. Meadow Walker. Yeah, showing up. I mean, it'd be she should be in these movies. That would Who was she in the movie? She's the stewardess, the flight attendant who helped. Oh, them out. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was cute. I thought that was good. I don't really think of I know of any other Easter eggs that popped up. Hmm. They're pretty explicit. They really like don't fuck around, you know? Yeah. So they didn't bring anybody back that we hope they'll bring back. Jesse, right. Leon, anybody like that. Uh but yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who else is missing? Tego and Omar? No sign of them. In no this sign movie? of them. No sign of uh Bama Boy or his two honchos. Uh, oh, right. Twink and Edwin or whatever. They keep saying nobody's missing. They won't say he's dead. Right. He went into hiding. He went, he went into hiding. hiding. He's off so the He's going to have to come back. He's going to have to come back next I movie. think that's probably something they are going to do, is bring hmm. Kurt Russell back for Fast X 2. Hmm. Yeah. Fast um, 5 2 2. Fast 5 2, the sequel. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any sign of Owen Shaw or Hattie Shaw. Well, you think yeah. we're going to see them? I mean, they made a point to show Deckard, and he's going to go and, you know, retrieve Queenie. He's going to go and retrieve Queenie. Would have liked to see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I mean Owen, not much you can do left with Owen. I feel like putting Owen yeah. Shaw in this movie is like ooh, okay. He's sort of like a we used him in eight as like a fun callback, and now we're kind of done. Mm-hmm. Um, Hattie, I would love to see. I would love to. See, I mean, I would just would love to see Hattie Shaw again. I really mm-hmm. would. I don't think we ever will. I think Vanessa um, Kirby, Kirby is. Probably like, thanks, but no thanks. You know, yeah. like I did my one. It didn't really work. I didn't have that good a time. You know, little as she knows, she hasn't been on like a Vin Diesel production <laughs> where everybody <laughs> has a great time. But right. um, uh, I think she probably would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all good. But she's great. I mean, she's the best part of that movie, you know, Hobbs and Shaw by a mile. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see her. And we got Hobbs, surprisingly. We do got Hobbs. How do we feel about that? Surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised. I mean... I, yeah. Yeah. In the true spirit of family, I suppose, he's still in it. Yeah, Vin, I mean, never gives up on his family, you know? Yeah. That's definitely part of it. Max, how are you, how do you feel about Shabs? Shabs, coming back. To I'm all for it. Setting up another uh, South Pacific battle. I might be all for it too. I I don't yeah. know. Like when I saw it, I was like, I was I was legitimately surprised, which was a pleasure in this mm-hmm. movie, since I felt like everything kind of got laid out in the trailers. Uh, I was I was legitimately surprised by the Giselle thing, and I was surprised by the Hobbs thing. Especially because they had so public a disagreement, basically, and so public a like Vin literally was like, "Dwayne, my brother, come back mm-hmm. to, to the fold, come back to mm-hmm. the family," you know. And he was like, "The Rock was like, no, like very publicly was like this all played out." Mm-hmm. So I do feel like. I do feel like after Black Adam, like completely fucking bombed, <laughs> The Rock was maybe like, huh, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> hmm, huh, maybe I should, um, you know, that like wildly successful franchise I was like a huge <laughs> part of, and then tried to commandeer and they kicked me out of. Maybe I should like take the second chair to that. Maybe the second chair wasn't so bad a chair. As someone who doesn't consume all the fast news, mm. it felt natural. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, it's like, of course. Totally. That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, I, it is hard for us, I think, because we're so involved and we watch these movies all the time. And I would love to know, and I, Max, you know, maybe you, you're at least a little bit up to date on these movies. I would love to know the perspective of somebody who, yeah, has seen a few of them and is like, I, you know, I like them. And then, like, goes and sees this one, like... Would they just be totally left in the dust? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so that's another thing I was thinking about. This movie, as much as they do explain shit, they don't explain they that much. They really don't explain a lot of shit. Yeah. They'll explain a joke like three times. Right. But not who a person is. And I often am, it takes me, it usually will take me two scenes for me to put together who someone is. Mm-hmm. And by the time you put it together, I imagine they're like gone. Like little yeah. nobody is in this movie for. An intro scene before Rome, 
Like, he comes in and he's like, we don't have a mission in Rome. Then they all go to Rome. He has a couple little bits during the Rome scene. And then he's out of the movie. So it's like, I by the even time you're like, reg- who is this person? I did not even register I needed to know who that was. Right. You just are yeah. assuming, like, whatever. Oh, He'll that's be gone. just like a guy. Yeah. 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 And I guess by the time... You know, it's also... They, 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 they just can't go through the process of, like, this is test nobody. <laughs> It's like, well, who's he? Well, she's the daughter of Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Well, who's that? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they, they just can't, they can't work it all the way back every time. So, yeah. you know, they do, or I think like, they do Especially the with like, you know, like Helen Mirren. Right. It's like, you're like, oh yeah, she's like, she, I remember her, that there's something there. And then later when uh, Jason shows up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's his mom. You have to sort of get it from the context clues of like, okay, there's a British person in this movie, and then there's an older lady who's also British. Right. Perhaps they are mother and son. Exactly. (laughs) They try really hard. They try really hard to remind us using pictures in this movie. Right. You know, instead of using Mm -hmm. a full cut scene, they'll just put like 10 pictures in a room. But the tricky part about it is like um, 90% of them are screen captures from the previous movies and then the other yes. 10% are modified screen captures of those of those things or just like stuff that they put in there to kind of like fill in the gaps so you really have to take in a lot from the wall art in these in these scenes one Definitely. place where that really worked was in Brazil when they started talking about her sister, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they showed a picture of her. I'm like, oh. Okay. Oh, right. That lady. Yeah, yeah. She's like a picture of her, like the Pope on the wall. It's exactly. Like- <laughs> yeah. But then right next to it, they put a picture of her with uh, Lil B, which is not a Could thing. not have it's happened. Like, yeah. It's like they didn't have a. Yeah. Could have weird. happened, but like that's not, wasn't a screen capture. So right. It's not something that we saw at all. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, fill it all in. When you got a mythology this expansive, <laughs> okay, Daryl, when you built this mythology that's just so incredible and connected and complex, there's a lot of work to do. You know? Yeah. You can't do yeah. it all. You can't do it all. Um, yeah. On the mythology, mm. um, how many cross necklaces are are around? Is it? Just the one. There's at least there's at least two. Jacob. Is oh, well, Jacob definitely one. has one, and I believe he has his own. I'm not sure if it's it's either implied or shown. I can't remember, but I believe Mia also has one. It's like the family. Uh, I see. So at some point, right? Tess has one. That is, isn't that Dom's that he Tess gives? Tess is Dom's. Yeah, he gives yes. it to yeah. her earlier on. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time that necklace is being used like that. Correct? No. That necklace has a tracking device in it that is used in eight. Oh no, I know that's the God's eye thing, but like for the like, have faith. Yeah, I was. Oh, like good. I'm on good terms with. uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. The necklace is cool. I'm pro. Pro (laughs) that. Like, throw the necklace more into the thing. It'd be great if like. There was a temple, and the necklace was like the key that the unlocked key. Oh it. You know, kind of. I'm all for it. Lil B needs a miniature one oh, or something. Yes, for sure, for <laughs> sure. John Cena's like custom car. You start the engine with one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Daryl, what else With is all the- on your list? Sorry, Max. Go um, ahead. That's it. That's, that's it. The Those end. are the top. With all these people yeah. dying and coming back from the dead, what is with maintaining the fiction so wholeheartedly that Paul is or Brian is out there and not involved and not coming to help? Right. Good question. I guess at the time, if you don't, if they didn't kill him right then when it happened, they you kind of can't, do can't it go. They can't can't go back and say he's dead now. And Mm. I do think it would be like, at least in Vin's mind, like that's disrespectful. Like we couldn't do Mm. that because it's disrespecting like my brother's memory, which I'm like all for like, great. Keep him alive. He's out. He's mentioned him so many times in the movie. He's out the game, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Um, which I think is a fine place for him to be. I, and they're like giving each other updates on like where he is. He's like, Oh yeah, he's moved to a safe location. I do feel, though, like part of the magic of these movies is that, yes, they like bait and switch you at almost every corner, right? And like nakedly and not very well. But also their whole thing is like we maintain the fiction of this universe, right? Like Mm -hmm. all of these things are canon. And so when Momoa shows up at the beginning... You know, after like the vault rolls out, like that always happened from the beginning of time until the end of existence, right? And like, then at the end of this movie, when you see the same shot again of Momoa standing there and Alan Rickton like walks up next to him <laughs> a half a second later, that also always happened, like from the beginning yeah. of time to the end of existence, from plan A to plan, you know, Omega, like that always happened. You know? yeah. So, I do, I, do, I think like that's sort of one of the like the beautiful gifts of this of these movies that they are so pure in their spirit, and I don't know that they necessarily are like everybody's gonna like buy this and like be. To- I do think though that they're like yeah it's fun like we're all having a good time you know yeah like, I, I guess that. like at at some level why keep making these movies if not to pretend that Brian's still alive because Vin Diesel is about to have Vin Diesel Vin, that's, that's Vin what I mean. Diesel like, Mark Sinclair is about to have the top two movies in the world at the box office like he gets to make these movies and for whatever how long they shoot eight weeks he gets to pretend his buddy's alive just somewhere else the Paul Walker thing I truly thought do you, like in my crazy mind by the end of this movie because anything can happen I thought the Hobbs shit was gonna, they were, I was like they're gonna oh. do it I thought it was gonna be Paul I thought they were gonna AI his face uh-huh. and I was like oh they're gonna do it. oh my god they're gonna do it like that was maybe, what I thought that scene was gonna be maybe they're gonna do that in the next movie because there are some multiple people that that were infiltrating the um, opera house I it's a double reveal. I'm morally against it, I think. Yeah. But also, maybe it could be How convinced. many times have they <laughs> Like, also, maybe I could maybe get, get over it. You know? Twice they've shown fake Paul, right? No. No. I mean, all of Seven, obviously, is fake right. Paul. And... It's some of the best Everything fake else. Paul that there ever has been. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it, you really, if you really go through that movie, it's mostly fake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And then they never show him again. They've shown Picture. a car with tinted windows driving up to a barbecue. They left an open thing. seat for him at the table. Bingo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He is, in all intents and purposes, Elijah coming to the table. Right. Of course. Right. Of course. So. And, well, I guess like every year that goes by, the AI face stuff gets better. Like wave. I do think I, it's possible by the end of the series that we're going to do, we're going to get it. And I, you uh-huh. know, and like Vin, who obviously is a person who's against it, will be like, you know, we did this. It was very respectful. Like Meadow was on board. Well, yeah, he would treat it the right way. Like he would. For sure. I, I honestly do think he would treat it the right way and he would make sure that everybody involved was comfortable with what was happening. One thing, I mean, of yeah, I don't know if they should talk, do it, but it's possible it happens. Say what you want about Vin, but he is a steward of legacy. That's, I mean, mm. that's really true. <laughs> I can't. The thing about this movie, like, bad, good, you like it, you don't like it. Like, it doesn't change my feelings towards Vin as the steward of this stuff. You know, I'm like, I look, we got to put your our faith in you. And like, have you lead us through whatever, whatever comes of this? You know, mm-hmm. what series could be comparable to this? Like, what has has the guy been the main character in a movie nine times before? Of Other the same than character? like James Bond, but no one did nine James Bonds. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you want, and I don't know. Seven Harry Potters. Okay, eight Harry Potters. Eight Harry Potters is a lot. That is a lot. That's a good amount of Harry Potters. It's really an achievement. And Tom is getting up there. Yes, eight. Is this eight or seven? I think this is. This is eight part one. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I think this might be seven part one. I can't remember. Is Fallout? I think this is seven part one. I'm very pumped for that movie. I don't know if you guys talk about other movies. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pumped for that movie too. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's seven. Seven it's part seven. one. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he's getting up there, but I don't know. We, we talked last time, Daryl, about like Michelle put a thing on Instagram that was like the longest continuous romance in a franchise ever mm-hmm. in wow. cinema history they were really uh, going after it in this one usually they don't do that they love each other mm-hmm. yeah and it's convincing on screen i agree vin diesel <laughs> <completely> is <agree. laughs> this is vin diesel's master class over here uh, i don't know i completely agree um <laughs> Anyway, those are the thoughts I have on Fast X for the most part. I'm trying to think about anything else. I like that there's a few more harpoons in this movie. Like mm-hmm. it's good to see the harpoon back in action. Um, a lot of good walkie-talkie. Action. A lot of good walkie-talkie action, definitely. Um, yeah, I think the only other thing really is like Leterrier came in. I think there's like a, there's like all these like weird drone shots that are very like like overhead and in things and 
I really feel like it's a Leterrier thing. I didn't think the action was particularly well cut together in this movie or well pieced. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. Like, I didn't hate it. Like, the, the sequences worked for the most part. I just think it didn't feel as visceral to me. It felt like a lot of distance. And a lot, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of that distance had to do with. I just think they used a lot of drone in in these pieces rather than like something like a Russian arm, which is a big fucking camera on a crane mounted to the top Mm -hmm. of a car that you drive next to the car, other cars that are driving that puts you like right down on the ground with them a lot of times. And I think they did a, you know, the, the sort of weight shifted a little bit between that and the drone stuff, which pulled me away from it in a way. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. They did have a nice uh, Justin Lin style, like interior of the engine uh, shot at the end. Yeah, I thought so. With the spark. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, all right, last final final words before we uh, tap out. Um. Yeah. In team shuffle, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it works. I think it works well. I'm open to the flip flopping of sides, and I'm excited to see. Um, how everybody's story uh, completes itself. Mm-hmm. Um, in NOS, glad we saw extensive use of it. Um, you know, it's great. It's the this this movie franchise made NOS famous, and I like that they've brought it along the way. Yeah. And then I'm in on extended family. All right. It's like if you've got a cousin, if you've got a relative, if you've got a grandma. Put them in this movie, okay? And I think every additional family member adds another component, another, um, you know, it adds to every character that we already know in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think out. Out, death, all right? Who cares, all right? You die, you're you're dead, you're you're never dead, okay? Jacob? uh, Test? I said out is death. Oh, death. Okay, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, Tess, alive, Jacob... Self-destructed himself, landed upside down. He's for sure still alive, yeah. so everybody's still alive. Um, out, real physics, who cares who anymore? Yeah. You know, The combination of NOS will just um, cancel out any sort of real physics that you need. Fully explained and acceptable. Um, last thing for out is God's eye. Okay, just get rid of it. I oh saw it a little God. bit here. Yeah. It's just, you know... I think they tried. I really do think they tried in this movie to get rid of it for the most part. But the problem is we know it exists in the universe. And so like every time they need to find somebody, you have to find some way around the fact that like, oh, we have this super finding device, (laughs) you know? I do love how in this movie they talk about how much they hate that it exists. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Randall's like, we should just get rid of this thing. So that thing's gonna get crushed pretty soon. It's now it now lives in a now, Game Boy pocket. Right, we, put, yeah. we put it in a Game Boy Advance and we ran it over. <laughs> That's exactly. exactly. I do I do think that they are doing it because they have consolidated the God's Eye from a supercomputer in a room to a Game Boy Advance is the only yep. piece that actually matters at the God's Eye. So exactly. you know, there you go. So Max, with a great movie. Yeah. I think I mean I'm yeah, I'll be there for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my review. But it, they're never going to fix the dialogue in these movies. No. It's always going to be like inspirational quote bullshit that doesn't In like 
almost exclusively inspirational yeah. quote. Espe- I mean, especially if someone like Vin is talking, right? Or or like some like some like sp- like you know like one of the characters that are only like in one scene. Yeah, they're they're not even talking at each other. Right. I guess that's my main problem. But beyond that, I think I felt like the ending and the after credit thing, like they set it up enough that if you're a person who would see a Fast and the Furious movie, um, you're going to the next one. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go to the next one. And uh, my final thoughts might be... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in on Vin. What can I say? Like, this movie doesn't change that, and like, I don't think it ever will. I'm just in on Vin. Like, he's the action star. He's the movie star of our time. And, like, you know, I appreciate that he's here and he's doing what he's doing. Do we know about anything else he has in the works? Or is he just fast? Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. like, is he done with Groot? <laughs> Question mark? It's not a, it's not a heavy day of work. He, it is for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have no idea. I mean, there's like, there's always the um, Riddick movie. Right. There's no reason to do a triple X anymore. I don't think he could get that made. I mean, these period. movies like, are it. Period. I don't think he could get yeah. that made. I do think he is a little more sly than we give him credit for, where it's like, or maybe not so sly, where, where he's like, yeah, the studio wants three. It's like, I'm sure mm-hmm. nobody has said that to him, really. But like he's doing the math mm-hmm. on his like vacation homes in Cabo, and it's like maybe a third movie actually might be good for me, tax wise. Um, I mean, I don't want to be so cynical about it. I know he loves making these movies. I know like he cares very much about this franchise in a real earnest way. And we joke about like his way he talks mm-hmm. about it in terms of mythology and in you know yeah. character and all that sort of stuff. But he understands the joke. Yeah, I can't just wait to it. rewatch the uh, you know yeah that conversation uh, between so Dom and, and Isabella my, uh, in the favelas, right, where he's talking about yeah cops and robbers in their parallel lives. He's both talking about Brian and um, yeah. Elena at the same time. It was really nice. So he rocked it. He shed a tear. Vin is it. All right, he's got what it takes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Finn is in. Mm-hmm. Dude's a mega global superstar who has the top two movies in the <laughs> worldwide box office right now. It's fucking crazy. This is the guy we've all elected to, to, to do this. It's nuts. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, if you elect to uh-huh. hang out with us, do we have anything left? The Patreon is dead. Just FYI. Canned it. Instagram is alive. Thumbs up. No one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram. Nice. No one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. I do check it from time to time. Twitter is dead. It's over. I'm off Twitter. Um, healthy. It is healthy. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you like this pod, if you're new and listening, we always get a little bit of a bump around the new movie. Like, 
hang out with us, stick around, but also drop us a rating and review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. It helps the show out. We've been doing this for a long time. We're the only guys who do this on a consistent basis, semi-consistent basis. Um, I know a lot of people do a lot of pods about these movies and like have a good time and joke about these movies. Yeah. And we're some of them and, uh, you know, we think we're the, uh, premier dedicated ones. So, um, anyway, Max, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And, uh, Daryl, my friend, I'll see you in two weeks when we watch and talk about, are we watching Ampersand? (laughs) We'll talk soon. Yeah. Good one. Back to four. Yeah, a good one. We'll see. <laughs> Later.